Welcome to Hive Mind, the weekly podcast from the Beehive about the latest and greatest in pop culture. My name is Meg Walter. I'm in studio today with Eli McCann. Hey, Eli. Hello. How's it going? Pretty good. We're missing our, our third today. We're missing Nick, who unfortunately not make it today. Or our second. I don't know if I'm the third. Oh, yeah. It's a hierarchy. I'm not going to reveal <laughs> who places where just yet. You are number one, right? Uh, twist. This is actually a reality show competition, and oh. by the end of the season, only one of you will gets a rose. Survived, yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, or died. Um, what have you been watching? Okay, I think I have two things to talk about. Okay. I know that I'm starting to sound like the a broken record, but I finally finished Orange Is the New Black, and I, after this week, I'll be done talking about it here. But last night, I stayed up until like one in the morning because I just like couldn't stop. Mm -hmm. And what I'll say is all of my normal comments, it's trash. But the season was really good. Really? Yeah, it was really, really good. And it ended very interestingly. I was not expecting. There was a big twist at the end for the main-ish character that I was very not expecting. The blonde one? The blonde one who drives me nuts. Uh, And so I'm really interested to see what happens with her next season because her storyline has now gone a very new way. Um, but the best thing about this season, that's how they get you though. That's how they get you. I know. I know. And they, they're going to keep, they're going to keep getting me until this thing is over. I don't know how many seasons are left of this, but I know that they got renewed. Uh, the, the thing that everyone is talking about this season though, is they introduced two new characters that are these two sisters who have been, in prison together for decades and they are like some of the best written characters I've ever seen and they're really really crazy both of them and they sort of run the prison and they run like these two competing gangs and they're always trying to like get each other it is like worth watching the show just to get to this season and watch these two people all right so well, maybe I'll plow through like nine seasons of Orange is the New Black to get to those two characters. I, th- I think this was season six. Oh, no, I can't. I, I don't have that in it's me. It's too much. It's too much. So I, I finished that. Also, I've started this weird habit lately where I keep kind of accidentally watching Shark Tank. Oh, I love Shark Tank. So I feel like I have sort of an abusive relationship with Shark Tank. Who's abusing whom? The Shark Tank is abusing me. Okay. And then I keep going back to it because the people, the sharks, are terrible. Not all of them. There's the younger woman, and I, I don't know any of their names. Mm-hmm. The younger woman, I actually like her. And then, like, one of the guys is, like, okay. But the one that sits in the middle, the bald guy, mm. he's just a jerk. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and, I like I watch the show and I'm like, why do I want like I see these people come and present their ideas. And I think the thing I like the most about the show is I'm really interested in the business ideas. Yeah. But then I just watch these people like be terrible to them. But then I really want them to win over these people who are jerks when in reality, like I should just be rooting for them to just leave and get out of the situation because why would they want to work with these people in the first place? But the bald guy like. All he cares about is money. And, like, if you don't have money, you're not worth anything. And he makes all these, like, comments and statements that, like, drive me insane. But then I find myself, like, putting myself in the shoes of the people who are pitching ideas. And I'm like, I could win him over. And I'm like, so that's why I feel like I had this weird abusive relationship with him where it's, like, this terrible person that I, like, want to win over myself. And I'm not even on the show. Oh, I see. So you like Shark Tank? I like Shark Tank. Uh, I like business, you know? 
I yeah. like the inside of business and understanding venture capital and what would make a company worth investing in. And I know that it's kind of hyperbolic because it's on TV and mm-hmm. they're jerks because they're on TV and they're characters and yeah. everything's very dramatic. But I think it's fun to kind of get an idea of what funding a company means. Do you like the sharks? I, you know, I don't watch it enough to like... Mm-hmm feel like I'm friends with Lori or anything, but... Is Lori the one I was just referring to? I think Lori's the older one. Oh, yeah, yeah, the short, real short hair. Yeah. 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 Uh, but like, I don't dislike them. All right. Anything else? That's kind of it for me right now. What have you been watching? Uh, we finished Succession. What's that? So it is an HBO series. We started it on like a Sunday night and finished it on the Thursday Is this night. the Amy Adams one? No, that's Sharp Objects. Okay. Uh, which I need to start, but haven't. This one is a kind of loosely based on the Murdoch family, so oh. it's like this insanely oh. wealthy family in Manhattan. Yeah, you talked about this last week. Who own a media empire, and like the one son, it's kind of like a not funny Arrested Development. The one son is supposed to inherit the company, but the dad decides he's not retiring yet, even though like his health is really taking a turn. Mm-hmm. And the season is all about how the son's trying to get control of the company. With semi-good intentions, but they're all awful people. Yeah. Awful, selfish, very messed up people, which is so fun to watch, right? (laughs) I guess. Like, just, you feel so much better about yourself because you're like, I'm poor, but at least I'm not that guy. Yeah. (laughs) Um, The season finale was the best season finale I've ever seen. Mm. Of any show ever? Of any show ever. Okay. Like, it was... It was mind-blowing. Okay, you've pulled me in. I'm making a note. Succession. HBO? Yeah, there is, you know, questionable content. Some things I could have done without. Um, mm-hmm. If you can handle that kind of thing. What kind of questionable content? Uh, they're, They've all got, like, kind of weird sexual issues oh, <laughs> that <great>. come up. <laughs> great. Uh, and it's, the language is pretty bad. Okay. Uh, which actually, I feel like if you were dealing with the Murdoch family, the language would be pretty bad. You know, yeah. I don't know that it's necessarily exaggerated for the show. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the some of it's just kind of HBO-y. Like we need to sensationalize this okay. and add like a sexy element. Right. Um, but yeah, it was. It's, and I keep thinking about the show, and I'm like, man, when is season two coming out? I'm sure it'll be a year yeah. that I've got to wait. But that's how good it was. Also, we were staying in a hotel, um, and the thing about hotels now is it's, like, the only place I sit down and watch TV. Oh. Because, like, cable. TV's on, yeah. you know? We don't have cable at my house, and mm-hmm. so we turned on the TV, and on VH1, they were showing Titanic. <laughs> Please tell me you watched it. Which Steven had never seen. What? I know. I know. What? Are you serious? I know. I know. How is that possible? I mean, I guess if I was a 12-year-old boy when Titanic came out, I probably might not have seen it. I literally was a 12-year-old boy when Titanic came out, and I don't think I knew a 12-year-old boy who didn't go see it. He was one of the 12-year-old boys who didn't go see it. What? I know, because it's like a formative part of who I am. You know, like Titanic (laughs) made me who I am today. Uh, the problem was it was like 11 p.m. Mm-hmm. It's a three-hour movie. Oh, yeah. That they were showing with commercial breaks. Oh, my goodness. So we only made it like one-eighth of the way through. But that movie has not aged great. Why? The CGI is 
awful. Really? It looks like a really cheap video game from like 1990. Like the part where like the Titanic's actually leaving the dock, it's like pixelated little people waving what? what's like supposed to be Ireland. Uh-huh. And the boat's like, it's like clunky. It looks like a rendering of like early, early stage Pixar. Super bad. Uh, oh acting gosh. is like super hammy. It is. Oh my gosh. Who in particular? Billy Zane. Billy Zane. Was that the villain? Yeah, like her first fiance. Yeah, yeah. And the writing's so bad. She's like, I was a wealthy aristocrat living in a prison. It was like a slave ship. And I was like, I don't think you can say that. <laughs> there were actual slaves on ships. <laughs> like, you oh, were no. like a rich girl. Oh, no. And then she's like, I bought these paintings. This artist is so misunderstood. Something Picasso. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Oh, oh <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who edited this? The thing won 11 Oscars. I know. And isn't isn't it still, like, the highest grossing whatever, yada, yada, of all these? Like, still holds some kind of record. I mean, but it has Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. Who was, like, that was the moment I knew I was a woman. Like, seeing Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio. That was the moment I knew I was gay. <laughs> yeah. It was, like. Turning point for a lot Which, of us. Do you look at that now? I remember, like, he was, everyone thought he was so hot in Titanic. I mean, there was, like, never a greater heartthrob. But you look back at Titanic now, and I'm like, people found this man attractive? No, I still. <laughs> you still do? <laughs> as soon as he hit the screen, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember. <laughs> He's got, like, that, like, bowl cut kind of thing where yeah. his hair, like, falls in his, like, dream. You know, that 1911 eyes. bowl cut. Yeah. <laughs> And he's got that like little smile. I'm like, oh, Leo. That's why. That's why I saw this movie four times in theaters. Well, do you? Re- so I was just going to mention. Do you remember how like pe- there were people who were trying to set a record for seeing it the most time in theaters? And I would hear like these news reports or on the radio and be like, there's a woman in Alabama who has now seen Titanic 296 times at the movie theater, and she's competing with some woman in Tennessee who's yeah. seen it like four times less. And I, I mean, even back then, I was like, I liked the movie, but like, I don't think I could have seen it twice in a movie theater. It is a really long movie. It's super long. Could you imagine watching it that many times or anything that many times? I mean, I maybe did probably watch it that many times because we had the VHS. <laughs> I also bought the sheet music for the theme. Played that on the piano until I was blue in the face. I just wanted to be on that ship, that sinking ship, so bad. Oh, my goodness. Also, uh, you know, there's like, it was kind of scandalous because Kate Winslet gets like naked. Yes. To be drawn. I do know this. And I made my mom, my mom made me promise that I would cover my eyes mm-hmm. when I went and saw it. Yep. I saw this thing four times in the theaters. I covered my eyes every time. You were such a good kid. I was such a good kid. I saw this movie with my parents and we had the same <laughs> eye covering conversation. <laughs> And, um, I mean, it was like a family meeting beforehand. <laughs> like, we're all going to go see this movie because we, at on, at some point, at on some level, don't care how trashy something is if it's, <laughs> if it's supposedly good. We're going to go see this movie, but you children shall cover your eyes. And I was sitting next to my mom, and when the boob scene came on, my her hand flew across my face and stayed there the whole time. And I, you know, little did she know, I was like, "This is not, this is not necessary, <laughs> Kathy." <laughs> I'm very uninterested. But, you weren't um, gonna look anyway. No, I wasn't. I, I actually was grateful for the hand. I was like, "Thank you for saving me from that." <laughs> 
But it's kind of it, that still would be scandalous in a movie in a PG thirteen movie. Yeah, and it was it? only PG thirteen. Yeah, which is kind of crazy. Uh, anyway, Stephen was not impressed. <laughs> he wasn't. He wasn't. <laughs> and watching it back, I was like, oh boy, oof. Oh, I'm kind of disappointed to hear that it's that it was bad. The thing that if they had just done the movie about like Bill Paxton and his crew uncovering the Titanic, yeah, that would have been like a good movie and, and not super flashback. interesting. And not flashback in the heart of the ocean. That's the whole movie. (laughs) I know. The lady's like not very good. Yeah. And uh, the old lady. Yeah. Does she have a British accent? The old lady? No. Why? Did she lose it over the years? Because Kate Winslet had one. Kate Winslet just had like that, like transatlantic. Oh, she did? Like old timey Hollywood. I thought she was supposed to be British in the movie. No, American. She's American in the movie? Yeah, so they're why, all American. Why are they? They were like visiting Ireland, and oh. then they're coming back to America. She's coming back in a in a cage because okay. she has to get married to yeah. Billy Zane. It's like a slave ship. I owe Titanic an apology because for years I've been criticizing the inconsistency in accent, but I didn't realize it was just a transplant. Yeah, it's just like that weird, like rich yeah. person talk. We're gonna do it. <laughs> Now stay here. Uh, all right. Let's get to the reason we've gathered Ugh, in this podcast I f- studio today. I feel like you owe me something. I feel like for the world forcing owes me. me something. Oh, Meg. We knew it was going to be bad going in. Mm-hmm. Uh, we decided that we would watch the pilot episode and only the pilot episode mm-hmm. of Insatiable on Netflix. Maybe the most panned series to ever premiere on Netflix. Is it? Drop on Netflix. Wait, wait tell me about that. I I like I know nothing. You just texted me and said watch Insatiable and yesterday while I was at work doing something mindless, I like put it on Netflix and wanted to die for 42 minutes. But I, other than yeah. that, I know nothing. I would never have heard of the show if I hadn't seen all the negative chatter about it. Mm. Which is well deserved. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, not only is this show offensive on every, every level. possible <laughs> level, it's also just a hot mess. Uh-huh. It makes absolutely no sense uh-huh. at all. Um, I'm going to attempt to kind of present the idea of the premise, even though it's good luck. <sighs> There's this girl named Patty, and as someone pointed out. She's supposed to be like 16, and there's no way that mm-hmm. in the 90s, Patty was a name people were giving their children. <laughs> but she's named Patty. Uh-huh. Uh, and she's overweight, so they call her Fatty Patty. But can I interject one thing about the overweight? I'm sure we'll have a lot to say about this, but she is the most unnatural, fake-looking, overweight person I have ever seen on screen. It's bad. It's bad. They like It's like they stuffed pillows in her shirt and like made no other attempts. And like added like a chin. Like and a added a chin. chin. She, there's a scene where she's running in the gym, and it is so clear that she weighs not very much because of how like bouncy she is. Like She's not like carrying the weight in any normal looking way and i was like this is like cartoonish yeah like they they are just like phoning it in on the on the overweight thing she also falls down in that scene Mm -hmm. and like the cute boy in school helps her up and she reaches up her very thin arm yeah (laughs) to be pulled up it's like you guys didn't even try (laughs) so anyway that lasts for she's overweight for like five minutes and then she goes to a convenience store, buys a candy bar because she's depressed and fat girls eat That's when they're they depressed. Yep. That's all they do. Mm-hmm. Some homeless guy tries to take her candy bar and she punches him in the face mm-hmm. because 
you yeah. know, don't mess with a fat girl's yeah. food. Yeah. Obviously. Mm-hmm. So she gets her jaw wired shut. Mm-hmm. Three months later, she's like hot to trot. Supermodel. There's this lawyer who has been falsely accused of sexual harassment, which is the worst possible storyline to pick not, in 2018. Not sexual harassment. He's been falsely accused of molesting a minor. Oh, they, even which worse. they make light of throughout the entire episode. Like, yeah. oh yeah, child sex, child this sex is abuse is funny. funny. Um, and by the way, there are a lot of offensive things about this show so far. But the thing that offended me the most was how horrible his accent was. I wanted to reach through the screen and strangle him. And I looked him up. I mean, I know the actor because he was in The Good Wife. And he was great in The Good he Wife. He was great in The Good Wife. So what is he doing? He was Owen in The Good Wife. Like, maybe my favorite character. The bro- Yeah, the brother of Alicia Florrick, the main character. And um, anyway, he he's from Houston. So, like, I guess he should kind of have a southern accent. But in this show, it was like... My appetite for power is insatiable. <laughs> and I was just like, this is not, no human has ever spoken this way, also, ever. all the adults have an accent. None, None of, of the, the high kids. schoolers do. <laughs> yeah. Like, where are they? What is happening? Are they, they're supposed to be in Alabama? I thought it was Georgia. Georgia, yeah. Because her mom, who doesn't have an accent, if I remember, yeah. was going to be Miss Georgia. <laughs> The point is the accents are very inconsistent in this show. Super inconsistent. So anyway, he's, you know, he's down on his luck. And then his dad hands him this pro bono case and he's got to defend now skinny Patty in court. But he sees her and it's like this weird sexual tension between this gay lawyer man and this high schooler. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you should be in a pageant. And she's all of a sudden in love with him. Yeah. And, like, filling her notebooks with, like, his name. It makes no sense. It's super creepy and weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, like, her mom's like, you can't do pageants. I'm jealous of you because you're good looking now or whatever. Yeah. And she's like, no one understands me except this old perverted guy. He's the only person who gets me. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm going to sleep with a homeless man. Yeah, the homeless the man, homeless man who, who punched, punched her to get back at him. And then maybe light him on fire. No, I'm not going to commit murder. Instead, I'm going to do a pageant. Wait, so she doesn't light him on fire at the end? No, she decides that the best revenge is a life well lived. Oh, I thought she killed him. No, she doesn't kill him. <laughs> I was clearly paying a lot of attention. It speaks a lot to the show that it's unclear whether or not she murders a homeless man by the end of the first episode. This show is so... Oh, also, her best friend... Is like in love with her. Uh-huh. They're, oh yeah. They're like, oh, you know what? Let's make her a lesbian. Yeah. Let's just make her a jealous lesbian because we don't have enough stereotypes. Uh huh. In this forty-two minutes of television. Uh, I and, loved, by the way. Oh, sorry. Do you need to finish the lesbian comment? Well, like, uh, it's so bad. Her friends like we should make out, not with each other, with guys. <laughs> Who would say that ever? In what context? Would that ever be a thing someone says? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so also the hot guy at high school who's the son of the lawyer. Yeah, who is gay, correct? The actor or the lawyer? The lawyer. Well, he's married right, in the show to a woman. But? Is he supposed to be gay? I, that's the vibe I got. I have no idea. I mean, he's like, he's a pageant guy. So anyway, so the, the hot guy at high school... When she's fat and she falls down and then he goes over, like runs across the gym to help her up. 
And while the other kids are all like mocking her and he like helps her up and then they run into him the next day, the lesbian friend and the main girl. And she kind of like flirts with him and he like gets offended like it's a me too moment. And he's like, oh, I see because I helped you up. You thought. And then he's like all offended. Yeah. And then he's just like, I'll see you later. And he like walks away and I was like, no, that's not the pro- the appropriate response. Like. She didn't do anything wrong here. She was just flirting with you because she's interested. If like in real life, what would happen is he'd be like, "Oh, I I hope I'm not leading her on," and he would like try and set that straight. But he was like offended yeah. by this. Yeah, deeply victimized. <laughs> deeply victimized this guy because a woman was flirting with him. Anyway, so there was that. Also, they kept jumping to this, and I don't understand who this character was, but it was like the a prosecutor guy. Who the yes. main guy has like a frenemy relationship with or just an enemy relationship. And he goes to meet with the lawyer. And for some reason, the prosecutor is shirtless in his office. Yes. Yes. Why was he shirtless? Because the other that's why I think the other guy's gay, because the other guy like looks longingly at him while he's shirtless. Well, I think he was supposed to be looking at him with jealousy. Because the other guy's like good looking. Because he says at the beginning is like this. Oh. The prosecutor has it all. Also, he so he has like this beautiful wife who's PTA president, mm. and the daughter who keeps winning pageants. Yeah. And then the daughter wants to get revenge on her dad, who seems like a very nice, normal guy. The prosecutor. Yeah. Yeah. And so she's like, "Hey, whatever, Owen, will you yeah. coach me? Come over to my house tonight, and we'll talk strategy." Yeah. This fifty-year-old man. Goes over to a high schooler's house while she's alone. She starts to take off his clothes. Her, she, no, she uh, she invites him up to her room, and he's like, maybe I, sh- as an accused child molester, maybe I shouldn't have oh, gone. We should mention that three-fourths of this show is voiceover. Yeah. <laughs> really Which doesn't bad. help clarify anything. No, it's really bad voiceover. Yeah. And, like, won't stop. So he goes up to her room and she starts taking off her clothes and I don't know why. And he's like, maybe don't do that. And someone is outside taking pictures through the window. For the woman who accused him of child molestation. All right. So now that woman, for some reason, has hired a personal investigator. Yeah. Okay. And so she's taking off her clothes and then her dad comes home and he has to like climb out the window. Mm -hmm. Is that ever resolved? I mean, I did not watch the next episode, so I have no idea. <laughs> How many episodes are there of this thing? I think there's like 10. There's no way I'm watching another second I just, of this. Like, I watch bad TV. You do. I You watch I've a lot of bad TV. I've watched multiple seasons of Drop Dead Gorgeous. You've, or not Drop Dead Gorgeous, Drop Dead Diva. You've religiously watched The Kardashians. The Kardashians. I've watched all of The Bachelor. Mm-hmm. You could not pay me enough money to watch the rest of this series. So why? what makes, like, Kardashians and Bachelor-level bad okay to watch but not this one? There's at least some semblance of sense, you know? Like, there's some—there's something normal, something that makes sense is going to happen. There are normal human relationships. In The Bachelor? Yeah. Yeah, like the guys hanging out in the house together, they're like going to get snippy about the scrambled eggs. Like there's going to be like stuff that's like real. In this, it's like it's like if an alien was like, you know what, I want to watch, I want to write a teenage comedy drama. Here's what I know about humans after like three hours of observing them. And this is what they came up with. <laughs> It makes no sense at all. Oh. And it is so offensive. 
especially mm-hmm. to overweight mm-hmm. women. Mm-hmm. Like the you can't live your life until you're thin. Yeah. Nothing will make you happy mm-hmm. until you're thin. And that uh, being overweight is a punchline. Yes. Yeah. Like so many dumb fat jokes. Mm-hmm. No. You can't be attractive unless you're thin. You can't. Uh, it, it was awful. Mm-hmm. So would you recommend the show? <laughs> <laughs> Is this the worst thing we've watched for Hive Mind? No, Jurassic World. Jurassic World. I, forgot that we saw, I forgot that we saw Jurassic World. <laughs> I don't know. I'm filling my brain with a lot of crap through this project. I wonder project. if I'd rather watch Jurassic World again in its entirety than the next episode of Oof. Insatiable. Oof. That is a bleak proposal. It's it's been widely panned. It's got like a twenty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So, it, it, are the people on the internet angry about it for the same reasons as us? Or yeah, I mean, it's just offensive. Yeah. And the problem is, it's trying to be woke, right? <laughs> it's trying to be like it is. It's trying to prove something that you should be nice to your peers in high school. What is the deal with Netflix making really, really? irresponsible shows about teenagers because 13 reasons why did you watch that crap yeah it was super irresponsible that was that was atrocious like i was i actually like felt angry watching that show be, uh, at netflix and whoever was involved in making that stupid thing i think they just pour whatever they want onto that platform and see what's gonna stick and they can they can because it kind of on it, it Netflix is so interesting because like a cable show or like a show on network television has to be watched to survive. Yeah. But on Netflix, it's like eh. if it draws in like a small crowd of people that otherwise wouldn't be drawn into Netflix, then it's valuable, even if it's a small crowd. Yeah, I don't know who the small crowd is that's watching this. You know that there's a you know there's a fan base. But for no, it. that's what I'm saying. Like even even the worst shows. I can see why people are watching it. You know, mm-hmm. like the Kardashians, I understand why people are watching it. The Bachelor, I understand why people are watching it. Jersey Shore, whatever. Mm-hmm. I I genuinely do not understand why anyone would continue watching this series after the first episode. Mm. I have zero curiosity about what's ha- what happens to these people. Have you seen any positive reviews at all? No. I'd be curious. I'd be curious to find if there's anybody out there listening who has watched the show and thinks that it's valuable or they like it and want to keep watching it. I would be very curious to hear why. I actually went into it thinking like, okay, here's what critics have said. Here's why people are mad. I bet I'm still kind of going to like it. Mm-hmm. And I feel ashamed about kind of liking that. And that was absolutely not my response mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. Like it's just bad on every level. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's the worst Netflix series I've seen any part of. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything that comes even close to it. Because, like, 13 Reasons Why was, was super irresponsible, but um, on some level it was also entertaining. And yeah. this was not even entertaining. And there was, like, a discernible plot. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Insatiable. Don't check it out. <laughs> Saved you 43 minutes. Uh, thanks Times for 10. tuning in to Hive Mind today. Remember to leave us a positive review on whatever, do whatever we, it is. Do we know what we're watching next week? No. Mm. We'll talk about it. All right. All right. See you next week. <laughs>